good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Pastor Lester Hayes and Sharon Hayes this morning. Uh, coming at you this morning, amen, uh, on the Creating a Prayer Culture for God this morning. Truth Seekers this morning, 2003, year of our Lord, year of Truth Seekers, amen. Coming this morning to learn more of the truth about God and, and about what's written in his word for our learning, amen. We may be able to walk in truth and teach others truth and teach transgressive his ways and, and build up, you know, uh, a continuous kingdom of God and truth, amen, that spiritual kingdom, amen, and so we just yield to the Lord this morning, amen, to the spirit of truth this morning, just ask him to empower us, to embolden us, to be able to walk in that truth, defend our faith, and make a stand, <coughs> not in, amen, spiritual ignorance and pride, and blindness and darkness, but in the light of the truth, amen, and so we want that truth to be in our inward parts, and God's wisdom in our innermost being. And so this is one of the best ways to get it. Amen. And it was like this from the beginning. It's going to be like this now. It's going to be like this until Jesus comes back and appears before his people. Amen. And we get to see him the way he is because we'll be just like him. In the meantime, though, we're, 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 we're striving and aiming this year to build a better future of optimal overall wellness. And we know the best way to build is on the foundation of truth. Uh, this is what Jesus came to teach the disciples, his followers, amen. And they followed him, amen, and that truth converted them, sanctified them, consecrated them, amen, and emboldened and empowered them, amen, because they received the spirit of truth, and he began to teach them after Jesus left the promise of the Father so that they could continue to grow and mature in the things of God. And there's nothing like more valuable than, amen, growing and maturing in the things of God, understanding what is required of us, amen, it is that we as workmen study our study to show ourselves approved and the God like workmen who need to not be ashamed so that we can rightly divide the word of truth. So Father, as we come before your throne this morning, as we come this morning on this creating a prayer culture for God, we thank you this morning for those who have risen early to be with us, Lord God. We're praying that the greater audience will be able to receive what we're about to talk about, Lord God, that we may continue to build a reputation for you, God, because you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no man or woman can come to the Father except by you. And so we give you praise, Lord, and honor this morning. I sanctify us even the more with thy word, for thy word is truth, Lord God, that word, Lord God, continuously be hidden in our hearts that we will not sin against you. Search us this morning, Lord, and everything in us that's not of God. We ask you to consume it and remove it. We cast it down and away from us right now that our hearts and mind may be open and clear to receive what thus says the Lord. Father, we have many, many issues that we've been praying about, lifting up before you petitions to Lord as we pray this morning continuously, Lord God. Over 30,000, 33,000 people dead in that 7.8 record. Uh, earthquake that took place in Syria and in Turkey as the rescue efforts continue, Lord God. We're praying that family members that are hurting right now, Lord God, will continue, Lord God, to search for their loved ones, their deceased, no doubt, loved ones, but they're still pulling live babies and children and adults out of that rubbish. And God, we just thank you, praise you. You will give life that you'll keep them alive long enough to be rescued. And thank you for the influx and our point of love and the support that's going in there. They're going to need it. Even after, Lord God, all of that is cleaned up, there's a rebuilding time and process. So we're praying in the name of Jesus that the, that the funds and resources will come from around the world to assist. We thank and praise you for the update, Lord God. Now we have four 
unidentified objects and, and we believe challenge behind it. We have enemies out there, but God, you say you'll make our enemies be at peace with us. We thank you that we'll have early warnings and identification of who these people are. And I thank you for bold and leadership. We're going to make a decision to shoot it down. If it's born, you don't recognize it. We have the capability, but I pray we continue to gather intel to bring some rest and calm and the hearts and minds of public opinion that people not overreact in both, part, both parties. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would let the silence experts together the, the the intel and processes that we would give accurate feedback accurate updates to the people and not speculation or that they could call unrest in the land so we just give you praise Lord now we continue to pray for those that lord god that have been sick and lord god and doing recovery we lift them up to you the complete list of those we've been praying for so we continue to lift them up and believe that we just strike they're already healed we thank and praise you that pastor phoebe has her new job a bus driver just a part-time bus driver and god may that be a blessing to those, Lord God, that are going to be on that bus and going to be transported by her, God. And we're just speaking favor over that in Jesus' name. Put a head of protection around it, cover it with the blood of Jesus. Let all the preparation and training that she's going through right now to prepare herself for that undertaking, let it be a blessing, Lord God. But let the true light of the gospel shine through her and let her be uh, able to share with those kids and show love, Lord God, as she transports them. We bind up every violent act or attack right now from parents and, and rude, unruly kids, Lord God. We just speak peace over it. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord, and honor right now for it all. As we continue to pray for the healing of my body, my wife's body, Lord God, we thank and praise you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, then, well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We're going to go ahead, amen, and and uh, get started here. We're in the book of Third uh, John, amen. We've been studying there, amen, uh, in the book of Third John. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And we're going to pick up our study this morning in, uh, hallelujah, pick up our study in, uh, yeah, like I said, in the book of Third John, amen, some good stuff there. Uh, we've been studying. Uh, about, uh, hold on just a second here. Jump around, I got a mind of its own. Well, we thank God for being able to study the truth together, amen, and grow in the wisdom and knowledge of God. And we're going to pick up our study this morning in the book of Third John, uh, chapter, I want to say we were in chapter 1, verse, uh, verse number four, if I'm not mistaken, your link. Pick up in uh, verse number four. And in verse number four of the third book of John, amen, John writes this letter here to a beloved friend, beloved brother in the Lord, uh, a faithful helper in the spreading of the good news of the gospel by the name of Gaius. But we knew he had some opposition. There's always, when you got someone that's going to do uh, the right thing God's way, you're always going to have some opposition and want to do it their way. And Demetrius uh, is in, in here also with kind of one of those fellows that, you know, he wasn't all the way bought into the truth. And, and, and so you have some people out there, you know, they, they'll take partial truth, they'll take some truth, you know, and they'll still hold on to the form or the other or the, or the other way that they think leads to, you know, to salvation. But here John is encouraging him just like he encouraged the elect lady, um, people that were helping spread the good news of the gospel. And so John was expressing here in, in verse 4 that he has no greater joy in other words, he also knows that God has no greater joy either. So John is kind of like his representative here who have been inspired to write this down for all of the ones that were going to benefit from this. You know, I, 
I don't know where the guy is up until this point, man, or anyone else that was receiving this like the elect lady understood what a joy it was to the Lord, to the heart of the Lord, to see them walking in truth, teaching it to their children, defending the faith in the church. And here is another believer right here, man, who is a big help, you know, to the ministry. And we thank God that he always give us people to help us in the ministry. We thank God that we have a, a team of, of pastors and ministers in the gospel that no matter what's going on, the gospel will continue to go forth because God has given us people of like spirit that we can work together because we're all, you know, seeking the truth. Amen. And so we thank God as we see this played out right here in this person. He says in verse four, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And so what he's saying here, I can just imagine that the audience of one that he's talking to, and I can just imagine guys when he heard this, you know, I don't know how many years he had put in spreading this gospel. I don't know how much proof or benefit it had rewarded him. But to hear this from a man like John, that he recognized was chosen by God, to say this to him, I can just imagine what his next message was going to be when he went to the people to encourage them in the church. You know, I could just see him now saying the man of God, Apostle John, you know, wrote this and said this. You know, and this is how we have to be. We have to be excited more about what God is saying, what God is pleased with, than we are about our very own. Because sometimes we can miscalculate. Sometimes we can think we did such a tremendous job because we told him our testimony. We told him how great I am. We told him how great my apostle, my bishop is. And we didn't get around to telling them that God is pleased because you're, you're, you're walking in truth. You're defending the faith. And that's the message right there. The focus has got to be on the one. Amen. That gives us joy. You know, that's something I'm going to speak of a joy. Like Jeremiah said, it was like fire set up in his bones. You know, Jeremiah realized that in his mother's womb, God had called him. Can you imagine in the, in the book of Isaiah chapter six, man, when he heard that word right there at the point of his life, when he was ready to give up because he probably felt that he was wasting his time because he wasn't getting that response from his audience. This is why a lot of times you can't look at people. You can't go by what people say. Because if you're not telling them what the missionaries want to hear, sometimes they'll give them cold looks. Sometimes they'll cross them hands across their chest and roll them eyes. Sometimes they'll get up before the offering and leave. You know, we see all of this stuff. I, I can't say that's exactly what they did there. But I do know here, according to this scripture, that John highlighted this with God just like he did, amen, with the elect lady. Because we, we know what they were doing. They were walking in truth. They were helping in the ministry. There should be a, a joy that just for that work right there, just be called and chosen by God to do this work that Jesus did and greater work that he said we're going to do. And then he sends us a helper to help us do it. So we don't have to guess or assume am I doing a good job. No, he brings it back to us. The spirit of, it agrees with our spirit, the word in us, agree with the word of God. If it's the same, you know, there's that quickening, you know, you know quickening in our mortal man confirms and let us know this is why david realized what was absent out of his spirit you know the lust that came in lust that i had came in i don't believe that the word had totally left him but i believe that some lust came in and blinded him to the word so all he could see now was lust of the eyes lust of the flesh and pride of life you know but then he cried out to god he wanted to be restored he wanted god to you know create in him a clean heart and renew within him a right spirit he realized that something had happened, but then he said, whatever you do, Father, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. In other words, do not take away my capability 
of having my truth restored so I can worship you in spirit and in truth. And we know what happened after that. He said, put, please put that truth in my inward parts and that wisdom in my innermost being. Cause me to know it, Lord. But he didn't want to sin against God anymore. So here it is. John is making a case to the guy is here and whoever else was in that audience because he knows this brother going to go forth and help in the ministry. He ain't going to add to it. He ain't going to take from it. He can trust him. Amen. And he said that, you know, I have no greater joy than, than, than to, to hear that my children walk in truth. And John is speaking here on the behalf of, of, of God who inspired him to write this. You know, and, it, and it's broader than just Gaius. There's plenty of Gaius that's out there. There's plenty out there that oppose what Gaius and, and John was doing. And so the word is for strange. He, he was preaching and teaching to strangers just as he was, you know, friendly, friendly folks, other believers. And we're going to probably see some of that. But the whole, uh, the whole uh, message here is this, is that what he said brought joy to believers. Letting them know that their labor was not in vain. Their labor of love was not in vain. But as much as they knew up until that point that this was the perfect will of God concerning them. But now to have such a caliber of, of, of instrument in the hands of God to come and concern that, I can just imagine, man, they were ready to go evangelize now. Knowing that God is pleased. Knowing that their labor of love had not been in vain. Knowing that this was the will of God. Can you just imagine the joy that came over every believer that heard that or would hear that? Just like we are now. This late in, you know, and like here we are now, man, understanding that God takes great joy and delight in what we're doing, seeking the truth, no matter what nobody else is doing, no matter what nobody else is against or, or, or saying or, or whatever. We're aiming to please God in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This way we're accepted of God and approved of men. You know, in the book of Romans, chapter uh, 14, verse 16 to 18. And so John is talking about here, he's focusing here on what a joy it is, man, to be a soul winner. You know, nothing like a soul winner's joy. <clears throat> you know, the Bible said in heaven, man, they're, they're, the angels start to rejoice when they see one soul converted coming into the kingdom of God. And so here we are in the earth below. That, I mean, we always say, let it be in the earth as it is in heaven. Lord, let it, your will be done in our life as it is in heaven. Well, if we understand that God rewards us with souls because he said he who wins souls is wise, and you may not, you may not really see that person accept Christ, but as you, we pray for people to be saved, God answers our prayers and shows us great and mighty things that we, we're not trying to count numbers. Even now, when I'm teaching this, I know from feedback that I have gotten yesterday, I read a ton of responses. I know that when the word goes out, when I look at all the responses, it's resonating with people, it's drawing people, it's helping people. More than that, it's freeing people. When I look. all those comments yesterday from Pastor Stephen when they, when they preached and taught the word, that word went out on our social media, went out on our podcast. It's not coming back board because we gave them what thus say the Lord. You know, now granted, I'm not I'm not naive. I know that there are some of those out there that are going to try to pick apart everything we say because they don't really want the truth. They want the truth as they know it, as they see it, as they understand it. You see, when you give that unadulterated, infallible, authentic word of God, he said that word right there comes out of my mouth is not coming back void. Book of Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11, King James Bible. <clears throat> Paul even said he was not ashamed of this gospel now that he knew it. And then called to go, go distribute it and teach it. And he said, because that's where the power of God is. You know, 
that's the power of God in the salvation. Book of Romans chapter one verse sixteen, King James Bible. So Paul had joy in soul, man, and so did Peter and and Paul and everyone else, man, that carried this gospel message to the churches of Asia Minor. John wrote to the seven churches of Asia Minor, told them what the Lord didn't have, have uh, issue to issue with them. Among he told them they had the doctrine, but they didn't love each other. You know, we saw all of that in the first three chapters of the book of Revelation. This is the same John that's writing. And he's encouraging guys here uh, that there's a there's a certain joy that comes with winning souls, as we see right here. Uh, over in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 15, verse 6 and 7, the King James Bible, just to give some, some reference context to the, the, the joy of soul winners that we should expect uh, to have. It says, and when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented, more than over ninety-nine or ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. And 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 this is the opposition. There's a lot of people out there that bragging on how long they've been in the church. Who they bishop is, y'all saved my life. I've been I've been dead and in hell. If, if God hadn't sent y'all into my life, people come up with all this justification, you know, and can't tell a person, you know, how they got saved, who saved them. They give man all the credit. They give the church all the credit. They give their works of righteousness all the credit, you know. But here in the scripture, Luke is Luke is teaching this congregation here. This is a mixed congregation of Jews, some converts. You guys remember that Jesus had been working. And these are some of his disciples and followers here. Just like John was empowering Gaius and others later on, after the Holy Ghost had came, remember now they were in due with power to go out and be an effective witness. But here Luke, before he 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 called it, he has learned some things from Paul. He wrote some things about Paul. He's seen the power of God in Paul's life. He had he saw it close up. So now he's taking that message. No doubt some of it he learned from Paul. And while Paul was teaching and preaching, being converted on the road to Damascus. And he saw the power of the gospel. He saw how it worked. He saw that Paul was not ashamed. And even though he was there to be a physician and his uh, his scribe, he, he's anointed too to be what? To be a fisherman of men. That was the higher calling. Why? The joy that he had, like, Mark and, and Matthew and Luke and, and John was a soul winner's joy. They saw the power of what, what happened when a person gave their life to the Lord. Not just going around saying I'm a good person. You know, that was that was that reputation that would not get you into heaven. You got to be born again. You got to be born of the water and of the spirit. You know, born from above. You know, Nicodemus learned that. And so he, he Luke is teaching them here. You know, he says, and when I come coming home. Where he coming home? He's been out there with Paul. He's been traveling with Paul. Now he's coming home, but he ain't coming home empty handed. He ain't coming home empty minded, empty. You know, his spirit was full. I mean, you know, he he he's full, man. He done seen some things traveling with Paul. He done wrote some things about what he saw with Paul. He gets credit for a lot of the Book of Acts because he was Paul's scribe. Also, we like to focus on him as Paul's physician, but he was also a scribe too. He was also an apostle and a preacher. You know, and he had firsthand knowledge of the power of the truth, which is the gospel. And so he's teaching it now to this mixed congregation that he has. 
And so what am I saying there? I am saying soul winner's joy, the reputation of winning a soul, you know, not worrying about the 99, the 99, but that one soul can cause such a, a commotion in heaven, such an outpouring of joy in heaven. If nothing else, the Lord is pleased because that one sheep has found their way back into the fold. You know, there's so much excitement about the one of the 99, 99, 99. And so that's how we should feel. A lot of times people want to know how many members you got. People don't see numbers. They don't believe that the work is legit. But this right here dispels that lie. We're not in ministry to count numbers. And I can tell you right now, the people, the number of people that this message is reaching, I, you know, I'm not trying to count them and keep up with them, but we do have access to look at those numbers. Not that we rejoice about numbers, but we rejoice about the one soul in those numbers that really got converted, really got saved. Sometimes people just like to hear good preaching. They'll just come in and you because they like your preaching. They like your teaching. And then, but they want to hold on to it with, with, with Pastor Sharon. You said you got one foot in and one foot out. You know, they don't want to go all in and be put in totally converted. And that's okay, too. That's their choice. But we have to continue to preach the gospel because we know God's word is what's not going to come back for it. We know God's word, okay, is where the power and the salvation is at. And how can they believe except they hear? And how can they hear except there be a preacher sent by God now? There's a lot of people out here have gone out with preaching titles, ministry credentials, and all that being given to them by man. But I just do not believe some of the stuff that I read, hear, and see is of God. And, and I let God judge I let God deal with them. I'm not that bold to be doing this right here if I didn't know that God had called us to do it. I would shut it down a heartbeat. I fear God too much. And I don't never want nobody worshiping me. We don't do that. We don't want nobody putting us up on no pedestal. We be very, very cognizant sometimes when people come telling us and, you know, and laying all these attaboys on us and how great we are and all of that. We constantly pushing Jesus. You know, we constantly pushing Jesus. And we want them to know who's behind you. We want them to know where the joy comes from. He says, hey, all souls belong to me. And he who wins souls is wise. It brings joy to the heart of the Lord to see us continue to work that Jesus did. That's what Jesus came to do. Here, Luke, coming back home from traveling far, look what he said, you know. And when he cometh home, he called it together, getting that church, new church folk together now, and family members and friends and neighbors saying unto them, isn't this the same type of thing that happened with Cornelius? He, he, he went out, man, when he heard Peter was coming, he got all of his family members, he got all of his friends, his neighbors, he got everybody now. And that was the first time they had heard anything about the Holy Ghost. And all them people got saved, they heard it for the first time, the lieutenant got baptized in the Holy Ghost, you know, in Jesus' name. You know, but they all came together, you know. And so what am I saying? That when people gather together, don't waste their time. Don't waste their time. Give them the pure and adulterate and fallible word of God. But that's where the power is. And so this is what Luke uh, said when he brought them together, saying unto them, rejoice with me. He ain't telling them to do it. And he's sitting up there like, you know, big fat cat, man. No, he's saying rejoice with me. So he's obviously rejoicing too. But I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. Ain't ask God for forgiveness, change what they're doing and do something different. You know, 
old things passed away and all things have become new. Now walk in the newness of life and he's there to help them and show them the way. More than over 99 just persons which have no repentance. No repentance. No change. Still coming to church. Still boasting and bragging about your, your, your whoever that you saved. If Jesus didn't save you, you're not saved. If he didn't save us, we're not saved. The Bible says that when he saved us, we're saved. When he healed us, we're healed. He is our praise. He get all the praise. Not some man, not some woman, some title holder. That's in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 14, the King James Bible. Obviously, the prophet Jeremiah wrote that. So it must have happened to him. And we see episodes of this. And here's, here's Luke's account. That's in the book again of Luke, chapter 15, verse 6 through 7, the King James Bible. <clears throat> so let's see what else John says about this situation. In the book of John, chapter 4, verse 36 of the King James Bible, John says this, And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And we know, we know, we know what, what, what Paul said. That, hey, Paul said, hey, the, the, the sower and the reaper are one and the same. We shouldn't be so concerned about which one I'm doing. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter we're one and the same. And the thing we should be rejoicing about is that Jesus is going to give the increase. If we lift him up in the earth, he's going to draw him into himself anyway. And so we've been given seed to the sword, the word of God, the book of Mark, fourth chapter. And we sowed that word, and we know very well there are four types of ground out there. In other words, that earth that he's talking about, whether it be poised, whether it be weedy, you know, quick to go back out there to the world and tight. You know, he's talking about human life, you know, the soil of human life. And he said there is good ground out there, too. We don't try to figure out who's going to be said. We give them the word. And when that word falls, it does fall on good ground just like it do stony ground. It does not come back void. He said, first there is the, the, the seed, then there is the blade, and then there's a full ear in the blade. But there comes harvest time where we're going to put the sickle in and gather the harvest. It, it, it's just the work we do, you know, because as Luke said, I came home and he gathered them together to encourage them. But we ain't gathering them for us because the Lord said, forsake not this seminar of thyself together, the matter some is, as we see that they are approaching, exalting one another. So we want, we want to grow as a church. We want to mature as a church. Why? Because the Lord said that the, the, the body of Christ is one body, many members, rightly knitly, fitly joined together by the Holy Ghost. We make up the household of faith, where Jesus Christ is the head of the church, God is the head of Jesus, and he is the head of the church, and we're the leadership in the church, so he's over us too. So we want to please him. We cater to him. And the Holy Ghost knits and fitly joins everybody together. Look at what Luke said. He brings that out. He said, rejoice with me. I don't want you, I don't want to be in there saying, y'all need to do this. Y'all better do this. Y'all going to bless hell. No, he said, rejoice with me. And Jesus said, if you suffer with me, you're going to rise. If you die with me, you're going to, you're going to live, you're going to have life. But always inclusive of, 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 of the men and women of God, this is how you can tell whether they have God. They don't exclude themselves as though they've already gone to heaven. You, you, you be mindful sometimes how people talk when they're talking to people, down to them, condescending to them, condemnation, always saying y'all, you know, separating themselves, leaving themselves out. 
you know. And he says, and, you know, he that reapeth wages, you know, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And so what he's saying right here is, okay, our, our reward for what we do is to see those souls and know that God is pleased. Now, there's others out there who are hirelings, and, 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 and the scripture allow for that. You know, but there is no scripture out there to, to justify aggressive beggars. You know, hirelings who, you know, wolves and sheep clothes, the scripture call them, when the wolf comes, the, the sheep scatter, they gone, they out of, they get the money, they gone, they get the money back, they gone. And we see wonderful examples of that throughout the scripture. Everything for money, love of money, the root of all evil. Guilty lucre. You know. But he said, hey, what about the reward for reaping souls? Pleasing God. That ought to be a great, a great consolation prize right there for anybody who working in ministry. But it's not the case these days. It wasn't then either. Still had some that was opposing in opposition. And so we see there in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 30, see the King James Bible. Either way, you're going to be compensated. You're going to reap and come rejoicing, you know, together. And we're working together. In the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 3 of the King James Bible, another scripture reference, he says, and being bought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Now look at this. Now here's Paul. Paul, now remember, Luke traveled with Paul. Now Paul done witnessed this great coming together when him and Luke come back off of this missionary journey. And Paul is witnessing this. He's witnessing what has happened to Luke. And now he's witnessing what happened to the people that Luke gathered together. They was friends. Paul witnessed a lot of these episodes in house ministry. Phoebe had a house ministry. The leg lady had a house ministry. We see all of this stuff coming. Philip and his four daughters. All of this now is beginning to yield fruit that's worthy of repentance that says that the gospel is just that powerful. And here Paul, man, Paul said, hey, look at here. And being bought on their way, okay, by the church. We know Paul went to churches and spread this gospel. So this is what was taking place in the church. This is this is this is the increase that God was adding to the work they were doing and gather, you know, work they were doing. It says, and they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria. Now that's that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because the Jews or the high priests and the Sadducees, they looked at the Samaritans and other people, Gentiles basically, as though they did not belong. But now remember what we said yesterday in the book of James, chapter 2, verse 5, the King James Bible. You know, the Lord chooses the poor people who are rich in faith, you know, and, and, and told them, you are heir to the promise because of love, you know, in love, you know. And so regardless of what man say, what tradition say, what doctrine of devils say, we have an inspired doctrine given to us by God. God breathed, good for doctrine for us, to establish every part of our life up, and to help others, neighbors, friends, as we see here, regardless of what their background is. The marriage, Gentile, Greek, it doesn't matter. He had no respect of person. And it's good for reproof. If you've been going down the wrong path and getting the wrong stuff, being taught the wrong stuff, change. The Lord gives you that option. Pray to God. Lord, send me where I can grow, where I can be fed. 
That's more important than anything for your spiritual growth, to be built up, mature for the work of ministry. We see this right here coming back in Luke, coming back in John, coming back in Paul. All of these people who had contact, interaction with the truth, the spirit of truth. They are here now trying to convert transgressors, Gentiles. It doesn't matter to them. No respected person just like Jesus, you know. And so all this highlight is he doesn't seem to power this. That's why he said, I'm not ashamed of it. Declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they cause great joy unto all the brethren. I love that, Basha. All the brethren. Look at, look at the mixture of people that was in. Hey, when the power of God shows up, I don't care where you're from, Ethiopia, Africa, Italy, it doesn't matter. When the power of God shows up in the place, there is no discrimination, there's no prejudice, there's no racism, there's no black church, no white church. It's just church. It said in here the church. It didn't say, you know, they, they went through the church. And it tells you some of the different uh, ethnic, ethnic groups. They're very diverse people, all Gentiles. Jews thought they had a patent on it. Well, you were the first one chosen by God, but you didn't fulfill your commitment to him. So he offered it to these, these Gentiles. It's still the power of God and the salvation. So let's go a little further here. But Paul is, 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 is capturing this and writing this, uh, you know, in, in, in his in his letter, in the book of, uh, this is in the book of Acts chapter 15, verse 3, the King James Bible. Then we stick with the script, we can't go wrong. We stick with the truth, you can't go wrong. I don't care who, white church, black church, brown church, yellow church, it doesn't matter. God has no respect to person and neither should we. Uh, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 13, the King James Bible, he goes on to say, Therefore, we were confident in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joy we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. I go back to what Paul has said. He's in the churches now. He's in the church of Corinth now. Same message. Here's Titus, just like Gaius and elect lady. They, they were, Titus already was a man of God. He was already he was already preaching well off. Didn't, didn't need their money. He was just so excited about the God to share the gospel. And he was getting some opposition in the church. But now Paul comes in and tells them what he's telling every other church he's been going to about conversion and declaring it. Titus hears this, so probably it was a refreshing message to Titus hears and spirit confident him to know that, my God, I'm not alone. There are other witnesses out there that's spreading the truth. And the people began to now appreciate Titus. They realized all along that every word that he had been teaching is not being confirmed by two or three witnesses. And the Paul didn't travel along. The Paul had some witnesses with him. And a joy came through the church and it encouraged uh, Titus, letting him know your labor of love has not been in vain, dude. And I believe that just inspired him to say, okay, I'm on the right path, even though people are not responding like I want them to. But here's a true man of God coming in here confirming to the people, declaring to the people, brethren, you know, and witness with my spirit, walking in the same gospel, the power of God. And it brought joy in the church, man. And it, I mean, I mean, it softened some hearts, it changed the minds. And it became like a refreshing to Titus. You know, all that labor, no doubt. He was probably at a point where he was going to do a job, go out on out of Batman, the threat of being thrown out. But Paul got there just in time with the right message. God's truth is the right message for the times we're living in. I don't care what time that is. 
I don't care what culture you're in. I don't care where you at. What what platform? What I don't, I don't care where you at. When the word of God goes out, we don't have to go out, but we have to send the word out. The word of God has to go out of our mouth, just like it's His mouth. Which if we say everything we have is on Him anyway, He said that word will not come back void. Our words will drop off, but His word will not. And so that's in the book of uh, Second Corinthians, chapter two. Yeah, yeah. Second Corinthians, chapter seven, verse thirteen of King James Bible. So let's go a little further here, and we're going to bring it in uh, over in the book of Philippians, chapter two, verse sixteen of King James Bible. It says this: "Holding forth the word of life." Now here it is again. Remember, Paul is going through the churches, setting up this gospel, preaching this gospel. I'm pretty sure that there were other leaders in the church when Paul got there. I'm pretty sure that his reputation of a soul winner and a powerful teacher of the gospel, a powerful apostle and bishop that God had, you know, changed his life. I'm pretty sure that that reputation there was starting to take over the other reputation of how mean Paul was working the season. And I believe. This service is provided in high definition. Access code accepted. There are three participants in the conference. <coughs> Muted. A man becomes in Christ. He becomes a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. <coughs> now you have to walk in the newness of life. Nobody's going to force you, going to make you do it. But your new creation. They put new wine and old wine skin. And Paul is letting them know this. Look at me, I'm a changed man. And he's telling them about the one who's changed. So therefore, his labor is not in vain. Okay. Uh, one more scripture here, and then we're going to bring it in. And it's in the book of First Thessalonians, another church in Thessalonica, chapter 2, verse 19 to 20, the King James Bible. He says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, but ye are our glory and joy. Paul is saying, before Jesus comes back, the work we're doing now and the fruit that is going to come out of it, this is what we're going to present to the Lord. Our case, when we stand before him, we're not going to be able to get up there and say, well, Lord, I should have, could have, would have. Our names are going to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Why? Because we did the work he told us to do. We didn't hold back. We didn't hypocrite. We didn't hypothesize. We did the work. We didn't make it up. And he said, great is going to be our reward. Wow, we won souls while it was daytime. So he knew nighttime was coming and the people were still not saved. And so if he won one soul during his whole ministry, that was the cause of a commotion in heaven where they were rejoicing over. But we know Paul was winning many souls. But he didn't keep numbers. He didn't count numbers. He just simply knew that the Lord was pleased. God was happy about joy to the Lord, the work they were doing. And Paul was a great ambassador. So we're going to end right there uh, this morning. Amen. Open the line up for comments this morning. We thank the Lord this morning for, you know, for you all joining with us this morning. So, Father, we, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. 
And we thank you this morning for the word, Lord God, that there's great joy in with souls. We're even more excited now, Lord God, because we see that same joy and rejoicing was with those early apostles and those early apostles and pastors and, and workers in the ministry, Lord God. And so we thank you for this encouraging letter that was written to the church. And we thank you for Paul's journey as he traveled with Luke for going into all these churches and synagogues, just like Jesus did spreading the good news of the gospel, not ashamed of the gospel, because they still knew that the power of God was in the message, Lord God. And so, Father, we thank and praise you. We see a broad uh, spectrum of churches that they went into, Lord, to encourage the people, declaring, Lord God, the change that came over some of them, Lord God, man, witness with the spirit of those who were working in the ministry, such as Luke and Titus, Lord God, and hallelujah, and others, Lord God. So, Father, today, God, we lift up all those truths seekers that are working the word of God, that are defending the faith, Lord God, that are preaching and teaching sound doctrine, Lord God, and not compromising, speaking it in love. So we just pray that the word of God will continue to go out and the reputation of soul winners will resonate in heaven, Lord God, that when we stand before you, God, we will be justified, Lord, in what we have said in the, in, the, in, the, in the building up of your coming. And so we thank and praise you now that your word continue to go forth and do what you sent it to do, Lord God, and never come back for it. This is our prayer today. And many women will know the truth, and the truth will make them free. Continue to free us, Lord God, by thy word, sanctify us even the more. Father God, that we continue on this journey, walking in truth, being able to defend the faith, teaching truth, Lord God, to transgress us, and Lord God, into our children, our children's children. Is our prayer this morning. We pray this word be a blessing to others. I cause us to know truth and I am with parts and wisdom and I am most being is our prayer. Now let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be accepted in that sight, O oh Lord, our permit and rock in our redeemer. We love you. We thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, all right.